Hello, America, and welcome to another edition of the Steel Books here on Twitch and uh, people are also live streaming on several locations right now. I want to welcome you guys. Hey, Joe, one of two. Thanks for joining us in the audience for the Sea Report. Uh, welcome to the new Monday time slot. Now, it looks like uh, the Sea Report will be coming to you guys live on an affirmative 5 p.m. Eastern time slot, 4 p.m. Central, and was it uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Mountain, kind of thing like that. So, if you're looking forward to catching the Sea Report live and on air, uh, you know, before we get to the real headlines, right, as the legacy media puts out every night. Then make sure you join us live on Twitch, and uh, we are also, like I said, uh, simulcasting. So let's check that out before I get underway, because I want to make sure all our systems are filming um, before we get all the way to it. Now, in case you guys are curious about what we got going on here, we are live on Twitch currently. It looks like we may be live on Twitter. Let me double check that real quick. Absolutely. You guys can see us live. You guys can check us out live on Twitter via their Periscope. And let's see what else we got here. Are we live on YouTube today, guys? We are live on YouTube, guys. So most definitely, uh, we have all the venues now for you guys to catch the Sea Report and Q&A host podcast, as well as all of the programming that's coming out on the network. And of course, don't forget to subscribe at our speaker in case you're one of those audio files you prefer to listen to while you're doing something. Get your news, get your views, get your current events, your politics, and yeah, there's a little levity and some entertainment amongst us guys too. So make sure you do that as well. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Now with that said, let's go ahead and jump into today's news okay so uh trump meets here at the senior port i'm gonna do like housekeeping while i'm doing this now everything is up and running again at the senior port um i am i am on it if you guys didn't notice but i am on a temporary camera right that's the only thing i didn't get to get myself all suits up which is kind of silly um <laughs> who makes a computer that doesn't have a, a camera on it i guess i don't know anyways okay so but other than that i mean i think tomorrow by tomorrow, I, everything should be good to go 100%. 100%. All right, let's just check it out. Okay, that looks much better. Okay, all right. Now we can get underway with the news here at the Singapore. Again, thank you for joining us. If you're joining us across our platforms, tell your friends and let everybody know about it. We'll be here every day at 5 p.m. Uh, hosting off Twitch and simulcasting to a bunch of different areas. All right, how exciting. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit of news. Like I said, Trump does lead at the report. Oh, and uh, right off the bat, I will apologize if there's any sound. I did notice that there was some sound issues with this recording system at the moment when I was doing a personal podcast last night. So uh, if there's any sound issues, I do apologize by tomorrow. That should all be fixed. Okay, now let's get into it. All right, so what do we have going on with Trump before we start talking about some other stuff? Uh, first of all, it was Easter this past weekend, so if you do celebrate Easter, happy Easter to you all. Um, and if you are an SJW, happy holidays, okay? Anyway, so we're going we're gonna to extend the, the niceties to you guys as well, even though you don't believe uh, in any kind of formal religion. But as I was saying, uh, we had Trump out this weekend. He's releasing statements, uh, releasing statements, releasing statements, releasing statements. It's a daily thing now. Um, we're, we're past that benchmark of April 1st, but we're still moving ahead into the future. 
And I think things are still moving along. I think things are moving along the way, to, the, the way they need to be moved along, too. But since I mentioned the good old SJW, you know, the social justice warrior that uh, is too woke and too much of a snowflake to be able to handle something like Merry Christmas, Happy Easter, etc., um, I thought I would start with this story. Now, what is the number one thing that perhaps in your time on Twitter or on Facebook or any of the other social giants before they really got into the meat of censoring patriotic Americans like ourselves, what was the number one uh, tactic that these SJW woke snow, snowflake flower people would do? Well, they would go onto your, uh, your personal account they would attack you, they would berate you, they would personally insult you. In fact, they never came at you with facts. They never came at you with logic. Instead, what they did is they came out with you name-calling and then a whole bunch of other, you know, uh, idiotic things like racist and xenophobic, etc. Well, what, what happened, what would happen, and I'm sure most of you all know the answer to this, what would happen if you um, retorted replied or engage them in intellectual conversation well if memory serves and i'm sure it does for most of us we would get blocked that's right that cringy crybaby snowflakey sjw would most definitely block you because after all your points of views which come from facts just don't meet up with their emotional tantrums well here's a surprise turn of events this is very sjw this is very, very, very much so Snowflake. They cried and tried to sue President Donald Trump because he blocked them from their Twitter, from his Twitter, I apologize. So what's that all about? Like, uh, it's okay for some um, shadow figure, no picture on the icon, faceless SJW, uh, keyboard warrior to go and uh, harass someone um, but the minute that they get harassed, they will block you. But if they get blocked, this is an issue for the Supreme Court. Now, why do you think that is? Why would they run to the Supreme Court for this? Well, it would probably have to be because they feel like their First Amendment was violated by being blocked. Because now that their First Amendment, now that they can't tell Trump what they think about him or his policies, clearly it's a violation of the First Amendment. Never mind the fact that Twitter and Facebook have violated our First Amendment rights all up and down for the last four to five years, right? Never mind that. Never mind uh, the, uh, the hypocrisy of it all. You know, even down, it trickles down, it trickles down from the heads over in uh, California, over there in that Silicon Valley, all the way down to the SJWs around the world, around America at least. So... Um, in this first story I have for you guys, we see that the Supreme Court on Monday erased a federal appeals court decision holding that former president, they say former, President Donald Trump violated the Constitution by blocking his critics on Twitter. So tell me how Jack Dorsey did not violate the Constitution by blocking the president of the leader of the world. Basically, that's what America is, is uh, how we're seeing. So, so tell me how that those two don't coincide. Now, this report—it's uh, all over—it's all over—it's uh, all over the um, mainstream news, legacy news. You can search it, you can find it. People still talk about Trump. They just can't seem to get him off of their minds. He lives rent-free. You know, President Trump lives rent-free inside of all of these people's minds, and, and it's basically because 
He pays their rent. They need they need him. They need him in order for their uh, ratings to go up. And and there's just this one um, very liberal, very 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 liberal liberal person. I won't mention the name, but uh, they happen to say things like, "My mama always said." If them bitches don't pay your bills, pay them no mind. Well, they're paying a lot of mind to Trump because they need him to pay his bills. All right, so uh, we see that uh, from the article, the justices vacated the decision from the second U.S. Court of Appeals and sent it back to the lower court with instructions to dismiss the case. Because it's moot. For one, he's no longer president. For two, they kicked him off of Twitter. So how could you then sue someone for violating your First Amendment rights when their First Amendment rights were violated also? It makes no sense. But of course, they will move forward. And who knows, maybe this was a rap smear. Maybe they were just going to say, oh, well, we filed this just to say that Trump violated your First Amendment rights so that this way uh, they can go ahead and push that um, that narrative forward. Of course, it wasn't going to work. Um, now that Trump, he's a private citizen, it's moot. The action means the lower court's decision will no longer bind future judges. So even though the judges wanted to pass it along to the Supreme Court, maybe they thought it deserved it, and there's going to be no standing here, guys. There's no standing. A three-judge panel of the second court held unanimously in 2019 that Trump was acting in his official capacity when he used Twitter's block feature. I mean, it's all right, isn't it? Especially if you're being harassed. You know, by doing so, the court said Trump was effectively excluding individuals from a public forum in violation of the First Amendment. Uh, the, the announcement came in an order list and without a written explanation of the court's reasoning, there were no noted dissents. Um, and while there were no dissents, there was a concurring opinion from Justice Thomas. And uh, let's see here, I have... I have that with me. Let's see. Well, here's some of what he said. Actually, uh, Justice Thomas was the one who primarily penned the response. Um, it was something like ten pages. It was something like ten pages long. His response um, regarding this. But Thomas said that the petition highlighted the principal legal difficulty that surrounded digital platforms, namely. That applying old doctrines to new digital platforms is rarely straightforward. Respondents have a point, for example, that some aspects of Mr. Trump's account resemble a constitutionally protected public forum. Isn't that so ironic? Isn't it so ironic that even Justice Thomas is saying that Trump's account resembles a constitutionally public forum? Which is exactly what uh, entities like Facebook and Twitter have called themselves. They've called themselves public forums, even though they are constantly censoring, shadow banning, and banning people outright that do not have the same point of views they have in regards to politics and current events. Um, it, seems, it says here also, uh, Thomas wrote, It seems rather odd to say that something is a government forum when a private company has unrestricted authority to do away with it. So, I mean, there you have it. I mean, he, even he, he, even he is, not, uh, is not away from the irony of this whole situation. Very ironic that they would even try to slam Trump um, for a First Amendment violation. Are you kidding me? 
this man who basically used the First Amendment to his uh, the best of his ability, they, I mean, he, he used that as much as he could, you know, without without really, uh, without really, uh, I mean, he, he never really, he never said anything. He never said anything racist. He never said anything hateful. He never said anything misogynist. He never said anything xenophobic. Never. Never did any of those words come out of his mouth. And the only time something, the only time something even remotely obscene came out of his mouth, of course, was when Billy Bush decided that, uh, that lots of the talk needs to be heard all over America. And I'm sure he felt like a dumbass when that was done. But yeah, there you go. So that's the situation going on here with Trump. Now, like I said, like I said, and I said it last week, you know, regardless of the fact that Trump has um, Trump has no uh, no real platform, since after all they stripped him of his platforms, they took him off of all social media, right? Um, in spite of that, in spite of that, uh, Trump is still getting the win out. Trump is still talking to people. Trump is still making press releases. He is. Still, he is still enjoying his ability to irk the masses, regardless of uh, regardless of where he may be or how he might be um, um, sequestered away from the the rest of the world. So uh, Trump did make some statements. Oh, he make some statements uh, this past weekend. Now, like I said. Most of these statements are coming via his uh, 45 office or his website, DonaldJTrump.com. Um, most of them are being uh, given to the people in the form of a press release or, you know, uh, a, a statement to the legacy media. Generally, he will st- still use legacy media as a vehicle to get his uh, voice out there, especially when you consider that uh, he's going to be using these networks in order to push his, uh, push his agenda forward. So, uh, in a statement from Donald Trump, okay. So, first of all, first of all, uh, let's uh, let's see what it says here. Uh, we'll we'll read this last uh, last little comment. Let me see if I can put that on the screen for you guys. Not, let me just get let me just get our former our former president in optically optically speaking in charge on the screen. Boom, there he is. All right, cool. So, uh, let's see here. Nice. Okay, cool. All right, and so uh, let's go uh, at the end. I'm just going to talk about because this is going to take us right into our next story after I read the statement. We'll go right into the next story. Um, it says here uh, in a statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America, released on April 3rd. For years, the radical left Democrats have played dirty by boycotting products when anything from that company is done or stated in a way that offends them. Now, they are going big time with woke cancel culture and our sacred election. It is finally time for Republicans and conservatives to fight back. We have more people than they do by far. Boycott Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, J.P. Morgan Chase, Viacom CBS, Citigroup, Cisco, UPS, and Merck. Don't go back to their products until they relent. We can play the game better than them. 
They didn't even get approval of state legislatures, which is mandated by the United States Constitution. They rigged and stole our 2020 presidential election, which we won by a landslide. And then on top of that, boycott and scare companies into submission. Never submit, never give up. The, la the radical left will destroy our country if we let them. We will not become a socialist nation. Happy Easter. And that was from our President 45, Donald J. Trump. So this is a very, very interesting statement. Now, my fellow Americans, my fellow patriotic Americans, I know you love your entertainment. I know you love your soda pop. I know that you love the uh, ease and uh, the uh, convenience of modern-day banking from groups like J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup. I know you love your network telephones and your cheap processed food from Cisco, you know, and I know that you love to depend on UPS, United, United Parcel Service, right? But if we can show up, 1.7 million Americans can show up when our president asks us to. When our president asks us to, I think 1.7 million Americans can easily, easily boycott these companies and really show them. Because, you know, our, our appearance, our presence in Washington, D.C. on the 6th of January at the behest of our president and at the behest of our United States Constitution and our election process really showed the establishment, the globalists, the, um, the whatever you want to call them, you know, the bad guys, the black cats, it really showed them the pool that this man had. And it wasn't because this man was Donald Trump. It wasn't because this man was a reality TV star. It wasn't because this man got famous telling you that you're fired for doing a crappy job. It was because these people, us, we Americans, recognize, we recognize the value that this man had in a document like the Constitution. We recognized his love for the country. We recognized how he put America and the American people first and how he taught us he taught us that that is the way that that's the only way that this a country like ours could work a democratic republic a republic that is based on the rule of law okay so that was all a good reminder so what are we going to do america what are we going to do now let me tell you what i don't drink pepsi products because i don't want to drink fetus parts while i'm drinking pepsi and Cherry Coke is my second go-to right behind Big Red, but I will boycott. Just as my mask is off, just as I am not wearing it, and I know it's easier in Texas than it is in some places, but I don't need Coca-Cola. I don't watch Major League Baseball. I don't like Delta. I have no banks. And uh, I think the toughest one, I believe, for most of you all, and, and it's going to be tough, is the entertainment. Don't forget, Atlanta is one of the entertainment hubs of the United States of America. And uh, that's where Major League Baseball is throwing a fit because they don't agree with um, these election uh, 
uh, uh, reformation that uh, Governor Kemp and the legislature body of Georgia went ahead and passed in their state. Um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about that because I was really curious to know, I was really curious to know what am I going to be giving up? Because of everything on this list, everything on this list here, Viacom, CBS, one of the top six um, entertainment media agencies around the world is on that list. So um, I'm actually, we're going to go, we're going to go poke around, guys. Now, this is not by any means, this is not any means a uh, advertisement for Viacom, CBS. But I want you guys to see who you're going to boycott and why it's that important. Now look at this, 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes is a Viacom CBS program. We can easily boycott 60 Minutes. They just did a hit piece on Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida claiming that he bribed the public's groceries to um, have the vaccines first, or, or rather that he accepted a bribe from Publix in order for them to be the first um, retail chain to offer the vaccines to the general public in Florida. It was a scrap story. It was a total smear. It was a lie. It was outright, fraud outright fraudulent. 60 minutes, right there, guys. So we don't need 60 minutes. We don't need 60 minutes. That should be easy enough for you guys to kind of like put down. But what else is here? Oh, 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 let's see these. So if we're going to boycott Viacom CBS, which is one of the six major six major media entities that controls all media. This is one of them. This is one of them in that stem of six. We're looking at BET, Paramount Plus, CBS, CBS News, all the CBS Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, Paramount Network, Paramount Studios, Pluto TV, Showtime, Awesomeness, Bellator. Now, I know, oh, here's some more. Pop TV, The CW, VH1, uh, TV Land, um, and CMT, there's more. Simon & Schuster, oh goodness, the Smithsonian Channel. Okay, Tele, Tele, Tele something, it's Spanish, I'm guessing, I can't read it, it's too small. Um, but that, So those are some of the networks that this Viacom controls when we're talking about the, the six main networks that control everything. Here's one of them. So are we gonna, are we gonna, what is that? Uh, Picard from uh, Star Trek. Are you gonna Are you gonna boycott Star Trek too? I mean, guys, we have to really hit them where it hurts. Now, if you have your Blu-rays, your DVDs, if you have all of your Viacom stuff saved on your computer, and it won't give them any more numbers, or it won't give them any more downloads, or it won't give them any more uh, pull to uh, to get ads and stuff like that, then fine. I got I got RuPaul's Drag Race seasons one through ten on backlog that uh, saved on DVD, so I don't have to watch it on there if I want to. Now that's the thing is I'm saying like um, entertainment is really the thing that's going to hurt uh, this boycott. I think maybe more than soda or uh, Major League Baseball. Um, I, I think this is going to be one that would be hard for people to separate from. That's why we looked at by that's why we're looking at the Viacom website right now because. I want you guys to get a taste of what you're about to give up if you decide to go along with this boycott. And I think if 1.7 million Americans can show up to Washington, D.C. on January 6th at the behest of our president, that uh, we can definitely consider ticking some of these businesses off of our uh, checklist for boycott. And, uh, and so let me tell you, I mean, uh, 
Comedy Central. I cannot stand Comedy Central. I don't like Comedy Central. I think I watched Comedy Central back in like 1999, and, and that was basically it. And um, uh, South Park, you guys, you guys know and love, so I love South Park. I think it's a brilliant show. Um, I think the creators handle social commentary in a very smart and a uh, very funny way. Uh, and, and, and even though they do push narrative sometimes, I also find that they also they also push the anti-narrative that we find out there. Uh, sorry, Joe, I'm just reading your comment though. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to put that on the screen, just so you know. But yeah, like most definitely. Um, well, one of, our, one of our commenters says a major league baseball does need, basically, I mean, it would be easier to stomach no pun intended if there was some um, necessary lubricants there, Joe. But anyways, okay. So, yeah, so that's kind of what we're looking at there. I don't think baseball will be hard to uh, boycott, but I do think things like entertainment and even the Coca-Cola. But now there's something else going on with this. Georgia is actually taking a stand. And so this is why I'm like, I don't know about this Brian Kemp. I don't trust him any further than I would throw my mother, and I would never throw my mother, so I would never trust Brian Kemp, right? But uh, let's see here. Oh, here is the full statement as the people of Donald Trump. Oh, we got through. We, we got through, guys. We read it. Uh, let me show you guys. Okay, so here is a letter from um, the House of Representatives from the legislature of Georgia. Um, and these guys, they actually wrote a letter to Coca-Cola. So here's an example. So Trump is asking for us to boycott these companies because obviously they're sticking their noses where they don't belong. They're sticking their noses in election integrity, really, guys. They're sticking their noses in politics. Okay, so I don't give a damn. What it's not like I'm reading. It's not like I'm drinking Republican flavored Coca-Cola. I'm not. I'm not drinking Democrat flavored, you know, Coca-Cola. Like I don't give a damn. My my, your politics does not affect my taste buds in soda, right? So why are these guys getting involved in politics? This is not supposed to be any of their business. This is like, what do you call that? What do you call the merger of corporation and politics or government? Isn't that called fascism? This is kind of like a soft fascism, if you ask me. And now, maybe I'm not defining it exactly as like, you know, Marianne Webster's, who's also woke in SJW now. Maybe they would define it that way. Maybe they wouldn't. Actually, Marianne Webster's would probably say fascism. Uh, a a made-up, make-believe uh, ideology created by racist, xenophobic misogynists in the 1940s when they thought Hitler was good or bad. I don't know. Marion would probably lie about it. Marion would probably lie about it. Let's see, what, let's see what the House of Representatives for the state legislature in Georgia have to say to the CEO of Coca-Cola. They're on a first-name basis. Kevin. For years, the Georgia House Republican Caucus has celebrated the Coca-Cola Company as one of Georgia's most successful companies. We, as members, have enjoyed partnering with Coke to make Georgia the number one state in which to do business, and our relationship has been built on respect, transparency, and honesty. Unfortunately, upon the passage of Election Integrity Act of 2021, your company has made the conscious decision to perpetuate a national dialogue which seeks to intentionally mislead the citizens of Georgia and deepen a divide in our great state. And I will say that is true. 
We have the responsibility to all of Georgia to not engage in those misguided intentions, nor continue to support corporations who choose to. SB 202 expands early voting opportunities, provides for a pathway to ensure shorter voting lines, secures the use of drop boxes, which otherwise would be illegal, as well as several other provisions allowing all Georgians greater access to fast, secure, and transparent elections. Given Koch's choice to cave to the pressure of an, an out-of-control cancel culture, we respectfully request all Coca-Cola company products be removed from our state and office suites immediately. Should Coke choose to read the bill, share its true intentions, and accept their role in the dissemination of mistruths, we would welcome a conversation to rebuild a working relationship. Regards, House members of Suite 612, and that is in the state of Georgia. Signed here, we have a Victor Anderson, District 10, Representative Dwayne Hill, District 3, Representative Matt Barton, District 5, Representative Lauren McDonald III, District 26, Representative Clint Crow, District 110, Jason Ridley, Representative of District 6, Representative Stan Gunter of District 8, and Representative Marcus Weiderer, District 119. And of course, they did CC this to the desk of Governor Brian Kemp, Speaker David Ralston, uh, Speaker Pro Tempore Jan Jones, House Majority Leader John Burns, Chairman Matt Hatchett, Vice Chair Micah Gravely, Treasurer Bruce Williamson, and Whip Trey Kelly. The only reason why I read all those names to you, so this way if you're listening and you are in Georgia and these names are familiar, at least you know where this went and who co-sponsored it. So they're taking this serious, guys. Like, And, and we've talked about this um, Georgia election or the state of Georgia election re reform that they passed that has come under fire, that's racist, and it's Jim Crow, and it's all these other things. Well, I want to share a video with you guys. Um, let me close some of these guys out. Let's close that by upon. I'm gonna share. Let's see. Oh, don't tell me I closed it. Okay, give me a sec, guys. I'm gonna recover this. I have to show this to you guys. It's actually a really, really good. It's a, it's a good, it's a good video, and and basically, so like I was saying, we talked to you guys about the, um, we talked to you guys about the reform laws and why they were coming under fire. People were saying that they were racist, that it was going to be uh, voter suppression, that they wouldn't be, that uh, black voters would not be able to get to the polls. They were saying things like um, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's not enough time as far as uh, as far as um, early election goes. Like they have 17 days, guys. In the state of Georgia, they have been authorized to take 17 days to get early voting in, with optional some days and 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. As if though that were not enough, right? Like so, what is it that these people are complaining about? And then there was this whole issue about not being able to and about not being able to serve water while they're standing in line, and this is what's supposed to be voter suppression. Then all it said is it 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 cannot be a partisan person handing out water. It has nothing to do with uh, the actual people who are running 
um, they're running the uh, the uh, running the um, the area where they go vote for. Um, so okay, I found this guy. You guys have to see this now. In this video that I'm going to show you guys, and it really does, it really goes into Georgia State, uh, the reform that they passed. And it's so, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um, but uh, it does feature someone that I don't normally, someone I would not normally view as a good guy, uh, Representative Chris Christie. But Representative Chris Christie of uh, New Jersey, oh my goodness, does he lay the smack down, guys. So if you guys are curious about what's really going on in this Georgia reform legislation for elections that they passed, and all of this that's going on in America, uh, and, and all the, the people who are crying as being racist and everything, check this out. Take some notes, guys, because he, play, he, he lays it out in black and white. And he gives you enough ammunition to take to the bank. All right, so I don't like Chris Christie, but we're going to play what he had to say. Let's take a look.
Okay. So we're gonna uh, turn our attention. I know. I know we have uh, we've hammered into this a lot on our uh, our program specifically. But we're gonna go back into the border. Um, now, if you guys saw our last uh, order special, we were talking about everything that was going on, how that tied into, um, you know, some child trafficking, sex trafficking, the, the generally speaking, the dangers that we see here um, in America for all of the people involved, whether it is American citizens to those who are coming and actually making that dangerous journey from whatever country they come from all the way into America, and then what they get away with from there. Um, we see if there's more stuff. So I just I want to play some more video. We're just going to do two videos on this, and we'll wrap it. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the, the border crisis because we already know it's it, we already know the extent of this crisis. Like I said, we've talked about it ad nauseum, and the legacy media is covering it a lot as well, which I think really is maybe just to distract from some things like you know oh I don't know Hunter Biden coming out and saying that it was a, a rumor about his laptop, and it may not even have been his, and that softball interview you know that he received uh come on guys so all right so uh from breitbart we actually have some video actually about two videos from breitbart one of these is going to illustrate to you all um some of the ways that these coyotes work when it gets because remember the border's open now literally there are places where the gate is wide open wide open literally there are areas where they stop construction just dead in the tracks and, and these areas are wide open so what what you'll see in this video and what has been described time and time again is where you have kind of like that um, that person who's like an outlook make sure everything's okay sometimes they'll have a couple of people run up ahead to distract the border patrol and then and then while they're distracted like 20 of them will run in behind or something like that so this is actually some uh, uh, aerial view footage from a drone uh, let's take a look at that real quick. Uh, there's no sound, I believe, to this, so I might be able to read the company's article with you um, in regards to that. So let's take a look. Ah, uh, there's sound. So there you see the uh, right bar, Tucson Sector Border Patrol agents arrested armed human smugglers attempting to move migrants away from the border in a horse trader. Uh, Tucson Sector Chief Patrol Agent John Moblin tweeted a drone video showing a group of migrants illegally crossing a border barrier in Bisbee, Arizona. So now if you are a... Let me go to the spot. Now if you're watching... Um, see clearly what I just described. If you are on our podcast side, uh, what you're seeing is, again, uh, it starts up with like one or two, and then all of these migrants come spilling across the border. I'm like, where are they coming in from? I'm guessing this is another gated or walled portion. You see them running from back there. It, it looks like they're slipping under, or like they have to get on the ground or something to get under to now, I know that it, the wall is concrete uh, enforced, and it actually has, uh, it goes into the ground, and there's another uh, there's another way it's enforced. I can't remember the, the technical construction term for it, uh, but it has several reinforcements. I don't know how they were getting in through there. And then, of course, it shows them 
getting into the truck and then speeding off the road. Now I'm going to go ahead. I don't know if the video plays still while I read the rest of this article. Um, it says uh, Mondman tweeted that agents eventually stopped the vehicle. They arrested three United States citizens on charges relating to human smuggling. Inside the trailer, agents found 20 illegal immigrants, and a search of the vehicle led to the discovery of a loaded firearm and five grams of methamphetamines. This section of Arizona is served by agents assigned to the Brian A. Terry Border Patrol Station. The station is named in memory of murdered Border Patrol agent Brian Terry. Over the weekend, Chief Maudlin tweeted a video recording the history of the station whose agents covered more than one thousand square miles. So that is something there. That is something there. God, just as a file across, like, I don't know, like little jaw walls or something for Star Wars. All right, let me go ahead and let that close. All right, so let me play another one. Now, this one is an exclusive from Breitbart. And this one, uh, this one is going to be in English and Spanish with subtitles. So um, if you're on, if you're on the uh, live streams, you can see what they're saying. Otherwise, I, it's it's really basic Spanish because uh, after all, Congressman Roy's one, just getting, I don't know, moved or not, but very white. Anyways, I'm not being racist, I promise. But it's against a white person, so I guess it's okay, right? Jesus. Okay, so let's go ahead and play this video. Now, in this video, what we're seeing is an example of uh, children being uh, um, being swept up into this whole crisis, where the parents are sending them off. Like, my mom would never, at the age of seven, allow me to walk down the street on my... I couldn't even walk home from school. And not that I wanted to. I was a fat little boy. I didn't want to walk. But, you know, I, I probably didn't start walking home from school until I was like 10 or 11. You know, seven years old, this little child is coming up from Honduras to South Carolina. Here's what happened when they found him. So here, Representative Roy says, es hermana, which means, is that your sister? And he says, no, we found her. And then he asks her, alone or solo? Si, ella solo, that means she's alone. And he says, si, which means yes. Ella familia en Estados Unidos translates to, does the girl have family in the United States? The teens then reply, ella's madre of the mother. Donde vive tu mamá? Where does your mom live? And she says, Carolina Sur or Sur Carolina, which means South Carolina. He asks her if she knows where in South Carolina. She says no. And then um, Representative Roy says she has a phone number two with a question mark. So he asks her if she has a phone number and written papers, and they say yes, she does. And it's written on her arm. She has her mother's phone number written on her arm so that when she successfully makes the trek thousands of miles from Central America all the way up to South Carolina, she can, get, she can phone home. She can phone home 
They have a lot of faith. They have a lot of faith in the telephone operating system. Let me tell you that. So she has her mom's number and she has her aunt's phone number. That's pretty crazy, guys. That is pretty crazy. So that's just an example, of, and that's just one of the things that you're seeing throughout in this regard. So I just wanted to show that you guys, as another example, that this stuff is happening. You know, the one thing that I find probably the most curious thing is how, you know, they don't care whether or not these immigrants or illegal immigrants or world travelers, if you want to put them in that light, have a passport or uh, have some sort of citizenship to get into our country, they don't care if they have COVID. They don't care if they have, uh, you know, symptoms for COVID. So let me ask you one thing, America. Why is it that these guys can travel without a passport, but the rest of us are required to have a travel passport for something like COVID-19. That's right, COVID passports, guys. Now, I really, now we're seeing a lot of pushback. Um, I don't think there's enough pushback on these things, honestly. To be, to be absolutely honest with you, America, I really don't think we're pushing back hard enough on this. I think that we're seeing people uh, like Governor DeSantis, who's, like we just stated, is coming under fire. Um, and, and has been smeared by 60 Minutes, and they're trying to make him look bad. Why do you think they're trying to make Governor DeSantis look bad? Other than the fact that he's a, a, a pretty good 2024 presidential candidate who I'm not going to vote for if Trump runs. I mean, why would anyone run for president under the same ticket that Trump is running on? I mean, <laughs> you're just going to, you're just going to, what, steal his votes? Like, stop it. Anyway, so they're coming after Governor DeSantis, right? Uh, but Governor Sanders has already put down his foot about these COVID passports. There's no reason why we should require some sort of passport in order for us to live a normal life like we used to prior to COVID. Um, there was a really, really good video that um, Millie Weaver on her Millennial Millie program played last week. Um, it was a CNN video. And, and I didn't have enough time to find it, but he, if, if you're a, a subscriber of hers, I would go and check out her previous episodes or maybe just search for it yourself. But it featured, uh, I don't remember, I don't know who the reporter was, but it was a CNN cast member, actor, and some, um, uh, a Chinese or Asian, I, I don't know if she was a physician or uh, what capacity she was, but this woman was saying, we have to act now. She's like, we have a very limited window of opportunity to convince the American people that they need this passport. Because as more states start to open up and more people start to do whatever they want, the less likely we'll be able to force it on them. So we have to act now. It's basically what she said. So um, I was like, dang, because I don't watch CNN. You know, like I thought about, eh. I don't watch CNN even, even just to like kind of hear what the, uh, the opposition is saying. So I'm glad that Millie showed that on her program because that actually sent chills up my spine. 
because you could hear in her voice the fear that she had just saying those words because she knows that she's in trouble. She knows that this is not right. She knows it's unethical. She knows that it is criminal to force people to put something into their bodies just and, and just to be a normal human, just to hug, just to travel. It's totally wrong. Anyway, so I am waiting for Governor Abbott to say something. And again, uh, I believe it was last week, I had apologized to Abbott because I misread an article. I didn't go into it. Basically, I misread an article regarding um, regarding our, 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 our freedoms on the Internet as Texans uh, that we would be able to sue, I don't know, maybe I was thinking of the because I thought what the article said is you have to have 100 million followers in order to um, be eligible for that protection. But what it was saying is if you have 100 million followers, you will offer that protection to your users. And I don't have 100 million, I'm just Mr. C. So anyways, kudos to, kudos to Governor Abbott. Um, but let's see now, as far as this COVID passport goes, um, we see here from just the news that Republican Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves is joining other conservatives in opposing a so-called vaccine passport program that would show proof that holders have been vaccinated against the coronavirus and that allow only those who have received the shot access to certain travel and places. So they want to totally control it. It's total oppression. Take off your mask and politely tell them no. And, and, and don't confuse politeness with not being able to defend yourself. No, guys. When it comes down, when it, I don't believe in violence, but when it comes down to self-defense, the gloves are off. Okay? So don't think I'm a mushy-mushy person here calling for uh, happiness and peace. Yes, I want happiness. Yes, I want peace. Yes, I want civility. However, there is a line. Now, uh, it does say here, uh, Governor Reeves of Mississippi did say, I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think it's a good thing to do in America. I would agree. Reeves follows Florida GOP Governor Ron DeSantis, who issued an executive order Friday banning local and state government agencies and businesses from requiring people to show their vaccination status. So maybe in Texas, maybe not enough people are writing into the governor standing up or writing into uh, Ken Paxton, our attorney general, to let them know that we oppose this. Maybe that's what's going on. Um, I know that uh, Texas legislation passed, but it's not it's not signed yet. Uh, uh, election reform regarding mail-in ballots and stuff like that. So that's on the table. Texas is busy, guys. Texas is busy because we are going to as much as possible spearhead the liberty and you know the freedom that we should be enjoying in this country i don't think that we should separate from the union but i'm not above it anyways so that's just some COVID news passports are still being proposed opposed uh, and they're still being proposed but uh we really need to get a handle on this now i've talked to other people just in passing a lot of people think that it's not gonna stand in america but yet we already have millions of Americans taking this vaccine. We have millions of Americans that want to go out and they want to oppress you in order for them to be able to go to the bar. When these people don't remember that vaccines don't work that way. Vaccines work to, to protect you. At least that's what they're supposed to do according to what they've taught us over the last several generations, right? So again, this is something that we really need to think about. Now, what was... And I'm going to close with this, guys, because we're done with the we're done with the report today. I'm going to close with a very special perspective for you guys. I'm going to close with a perspective 
for you guys tonight on the Sea Report. But the, the number one thing that I talked about with this whole COVID passport and, and the shots and the muzzle masks, and indeed now we're seeing it in election with the cancel culture, control, 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 oppression, 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 division, 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 division. It's all about divide and conquer. Because if they know, the government knows that they can depend on the, the, the snowflake blind Karen SJWs of the world to carry out and be the thug, the strong arm for them to make sure that we get those passports in, to make sure that we're wearing those bubble masks, to make sure you're not racist and you oppose voter election reform, right? It's all about division. It's all about division. So I wanted to share this special perspective with you guys, because when we're talking about dividing and conquering, that we're talking about end games, we're talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about the decimation of the American way of life. We're talking about the decimation of patriotism, first, uh, uh, first amendment rights, second amendment rights, everything. We're talking about the end of a way of life. Okay, and all of this comes in the um, the the beautiful bow tied basket of socialism, of, of of equality, of diversity, of inclusion. That's that's how it's wrapped and presented to you all. But what this is is divisiveness by way of color revolution. So I'm going to share with you in closing, you guys. It is a Warning from a Yugoslavian, or I should say former Yugoslavian, because Yugoslavia no longer exists, right? It's the Czech Republic now. Um, and what they went through at that time and how it started. It's, it's, a, it's a good 10-minute video, 13-minute video. We'll close with this. And um, uh, just, just pay attention to what this woman has to say and the, um, pay attention to the uh, parallels that we see here now in America. And as I leave this with you guys, I just want to thank you again for tuning in to the Sea Report for Monday, April 5th. I hope that this was as fulfilling for you as it was for me. And we will see you guys next time. Come on and uh, give this woman a listen. I think it's something that is value added and something that we should consider. So have a good time till next time, guys. This is Mr. C for the Sea Report signing out. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, more programming from QA Host Network. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. In the life of the United States, I thought the only advice to show life on a very serious, significant place that took place in my country during the 90s. Because the original was the same. Of course, it will be really ready to
is not very stored anymore because headlines, photos, and videos that people propagated through mass media began to explicit and horrifying. Even the old hardcore animals who believe in one reason of the gods, this woman, snapped under the pressure. At that point, army was deployed to restore order, but they couldn't do much because they were clueless about who was the perpetrator and who was the victim. Simply because there were perpetrators and victims on both sides. In the final stages, even the army was attacked during the negotiated retreat and 50 or 100 soldiers were killed. And just like that, Yugoslavia found itself in a civil war. City against city, village against village, family against family. And so on until the cold territories became famous of the members of the enemy groups. Genocide, ethnic cleansing, relocation of hundreds of thousands of people were everyday news. It lasted four years. 100,000 people died. Some 500,000 were displaced. Those people lost everything. Yugoslavia was drowned in the bloods of thousands of innocent people and destroyed forever. You might wonder how we let that happen. How could we let things get so much out of control? That was because we didn't realize who were the real enemies, the enemies of the Yugoslav people as a whole. Instead, we were brainwashed into buying the story that we, the people, are the enemies of each other. While our true enemies were advancing with their sick, demented agenda, which had as the ultimate goal the total and unlimited power. This brings me to present times, the year 2020, and to you, American people. Unless you were living under the rock, you might have noticed that something bad is strange and vicious is happening in your country. But you're not exactly sure what it is and where it came from. Because the last time you checked, you were one nation under God, a country of free, independent individuals with equal rights under the law and core values of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All of a sudden, there is protesting, rioting, arson, murder, destruction of public and private property, and lots of lots of people screaming how unbelievably racist and unjust America is. And before you even manage to prepare your morning coffee and turn TV on, once United Americans are at each other's throats, and a bunch of nice and caring people on TV are telling you how you should accept the violence and hatred against Americans because you deserve it. If you have paid attention to what happened in Yugoslavia, I hope you have realized by now that your true enemies are not your fellow Americans. The ones who are, they want you to hate each other and to kill each other, while they're taking away your constitutional rights, your freedoms, and your country, your heritage, your way of life, and the future of your children. Although it is more than obvious that there are very well-organized groups used as tools to install and amplify hate, and to create a division between Americans. There are only metastases which have spread through one healthy America. Of course, there are violent terrorist organizations and they must be removed as well. But the main cancer that is killing America, the one where all this making is coming from, is somewhere else. The real and extremely dangerous enemies of American people are the elected officials in your government, in your states, in your courts. Representatives, governors, mayors, Judges, the ones who are pulling the ropes, the ones who hate America and American people so much that they will even sacrifice the life and prosperity of 
their own children, thus the seeds burn from the ground and American workers eat. Those are really sick, demented, ideologically possessed people. And they are in high positions in the government. They are governing your states, your cities, and making decisions in your courts. You know very well who they are. You know very well what they already did to most beautiful and prosperous American states and cities. Which means the more offended, the barrier. Stop attempting to have a fact or logic based rational conversation. Stop explaining yourself. It's useless. You're wasting your precious time and energy. They have a playbook, and changing their minds is not part of it. Second, exercise your Second Amendment rights. This means study carefully and in detail learning within your state. Next, arm yourself. If you have never used a gun before, make sure to take a basic gun training. This is very important because you must know how to use a gun properly to protect yourself, your family, and your property, so that you can avoid hurting yourself or innocent people as a consequence of proper gun use. Be responsible gun over. Third and most important, exercise your first amendment rights. Of course, it is very important to vote in November, but I'm afraid it will not be enough. I have seen such a diversity of ways socialists use to steal elections in Yugoslavia, and I'm absolutely sure your pirates will give their best to do the same. You must act now. You must move out on the streets, peacefully assembly and protest against tyranny and infringement of your God-given rights. We need to be able to listen to American people. We must find the voices heard. Now, I will stop and interject just to say, yes, we do want to go out and have a voice Heard. However, right now, especially since the uh, presidential election in 2020, there is a high, high, high rate and percentage of chance that there will be false flags at any Patriot events. So they are strongly encouraging all Patriots to not go out into the public to these events, rallies, and meetings unless your president calls for it. Because the likeliness of a false flag right now, we're like we're like at red, guys. So nonviolence is the key. Nonviolence is the key. Pay attention. Have your cameras out if you're gonna go out to anything public, because right now we are in a high state of alert for a false flag. Do not send a very
Tell them you want to be able to freely exercise your rights to free speech, to be able to freely and openly show the world for your country, to be able to proudly put the right of flag in front of your house, and to openly show your pride of your heritage, your culture, and your nation. Tell them you stand proudly with American law enforcement and that you got their back in the same way you want them to have yours. Tell them you want to receive them as grown up individuals who can make their own decisions. Tell them that there is no place for socialism in America. Tell them you want the traitors of American people out of their offices and out of government. Tell them you want them charged and prosecuted for treason and crimes against humanity. And that if they are not removed from the government and from their offices, that you, freedom-loving Americans, will unleash all your anger on tyrants and you will remove them yourself. It is your constitutional obligation to protect the legacy of founding fathers and to fight against any form of tyrannical government which infringes upon your constitutional rights. Never forget why you celebrate Independence Day. Don't be afraid whether you will get attacked for exercising your First Amendment rights. You certainly will be. If that happens, defend yourself. Remember, self-defense is not violence, no matter what they tell you and what they accuse you of. President Trump is on your side and on the side of liberty. Because if he weren't, they wouldn't try this hard to sabotage him in every way possible to make a nightmare out of his life and his presidency and to remove him from the office. He's in their way of them getting what they want. But he cannot fight this battle alone. He's having a very hard time right now, defending your freedoms. That's why you must show him you stand tall and proud of him, united in a fight against tyranny, against hate and violence, and against the ultimate of socialism. You must show your open and unlimited support for his vision of draining the swamp and protecting the law and order and freedoms of American people. You must understand that, besides being a gatekeeper of free America, President Trump is also a gatekeeper of the free world. This means that if we, free people of the world, lose America, we will lose the world as well. You must not make the same mistakes as Yugoslav made. Because the only casualties of our mistakes were ourselves. This is different because now the future of the whole free world is in your hands. Having all that said, I hope you will go out on 4th of July in tens of millions and celebrate Independence Day with your president as you should, as free Americans. God bless President Trump and God bless America. We will make America great again. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Thank you.